Thursday evening. Again, if you're just getting a beat on it for the first time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four nights a week, we bring you the Employment Law Show. How about that? 6.30 to 7. Four nights a week, and then flipping over to the Disability Law Show, our uh, sister law firm on the other side of the hall will be covering that with Savannah to Market. But tonight, Leora Sanfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru to Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in this country, is in the driver's seat once again. If you have questions about the mask mandate coming down, temporary layoffs, vaccines, going back to work, just good old-fashioned severance question, doesn't matter, bring it on. We are ready for it. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. If we got some time over the next half hour, we'll try to get to an email or two. If not, we'll just uh, roll on with other things because there is so much to get through. In fact, we're going to continue with our uh, chat from last night, Leo, and that is, can my employer do dot, dot, dot. We've got a bunch of these still to get through. We'll carry over from last night's show. But you always start with the uh, with the case of the day, pal. What's uh, What's going on with you tonight? Well, John, it's uh, it's great to be here. And for many people on the Thursday evening, they're like, they're being, well, wait a second, what is this? I've never heard of the employment law show before. Well, you know, welcome, first of all, to the show. And what a good opportunity you have to understand your rights, to ask questions, to inform and educate yourself about something as important as your legal rights in the workplace. So take advantage of that. You have one of the top employment lawyers in this country here, ready, willing, able to answer your questions. And maybe it's something to do with the pandemic, vaccines. Maybe you've been given an ultimatum. Maybe you've been put off on a layoff or on a leave of absence. Maybe you lost your job or are worried about it. Maybe you're not being treated properly at work. Whatever the issue, whatever the problem, pick up that phone, call us right now. You can walk away with an answer and with some strategies as to how to deal with that problem. And of course, you'll always have the opportunity if you want to reach out to me privately to have a chat or an email exchange off air. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show today like we do every day. So stay tuned for that. But case of the day, I always like to start off with uh, some situation that I dealt with today. Well, uh, this one I'll, I'll put under the heading of you should always listen to your wife. Uh, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, I'm sure my wife loves hearing me say that. Uh, so this gentleman that I spoke with, he had worked for a short time, only two and a half months uh, in, in a manufacturing facility as a supervisor. After two and a half months, uh, a company decided it wasn't a good fit. You know, nothing personal, not saying he's a bad guy, just not a right fit. And they let him go. And they offered him uh, what they, I think, felt was very generous. They offered him two weeks pay. He was very eager to accept it. But this is where the wife part comes in. His wife actually said, well, don't. Don't do that without calling Lior. And luckily, he did the right thing, which is something we should all do. He listened to his wife and he called me. And the reason why it's a good thing is because he actually is owed right around three months pay. Now, John. He only worked there for two and a half months. But hopefully those that have listened to the show before know that short service employees are treated very, very well when it comes to your severance. So for him, after two and a half months, he was 50 years old. He's owed about three months pay. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is he probably thought that he's on probation. So he was happy to be offered two two weeks pay except he wasn't on probation. He never signed an employment agreement saying he's on probation. Remember, probation is not automatic. You're ever only on probation if you sign an employment agreement that says that. So for him, he wasn't. 
even after two and a half months only, he was owed about three months severance. That's a substantial amount of money. I'm going to help him get it. It's going to be very simple. So, of course, an important reminder there that you should always, always get legal advice if you lost your job, even if, like this person, you're a short service employee, you're going to be surprised potentially by how much you're owed. Don't assume that short service means little severance. Well, and you've talked about that before. In fact, you, the, the phrase you use, it's disproportionately better severance than someone who's long-term. But why is that? We understand that now. Most people hopefully are clear on that, and it, it's cleared up some of that uh, you know, that mis, uh, misinformation. But why is that? Well, what's the purpose of severance? The purpose of severance is to help you financially while you're looking for another job, while you're unemployed. Well, just because you work somewhere for a short period of time doesn't mean you're going to find the job fast. In fact, it may be harder to find the job because you're going to have to explain to a future employer why you only work with the previous company for a short time. So because of that, you're still going to get a substantial amount of severance, as you said, John, disproportionately higher than a person with long service. So whether you work somewhere for 30 years or three months, you absolutely must, must get some legal advice. You know, Lior mentioned reaching out to him and the firm when the show is not on air, and that is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. But that brings to mind another factor of, you know, taking some time to find that job, especially if you were a short-term uh, employee of whatever company. Was Does that also increase the severance amount if you're a fiduciary, a CEO, the higher, more senior, maybe fewer positions in the marketplace? Would that be a factor in increasing that severance amount too? Well, one of the main factors that go into deciding how much severance you're owed is the type of job that you have. So generally speaking, and I am generalizing, but generally speaking, the more senior a position you have or the more unique or specialized a position you have, the more severance is owed to you. So you may well uh, be in a position or in in an industry where there's just not a lot of jobs. There's not a lot of opportunities. Or maybe you're in an industry that's not doing well right now because of the pandemic or for other reasons. If that means it's going to take you longer to find another job, well, guess what that does? It increases your severance. And in fact, it could increase it potentially by a lot. So this is, by the way, a long way of saying is I want you to completely forget about this nonsense idea of if I'm let go, I'm I'm only owed a week's pay for every year or two weeks pay for every year. There's a number of factors that go into assessing And whether you work for a small company or a big company, you're going to be surprised, as I said, by how much severance you're actually legally owed. And just as a bit of a side note here, if you want to have a better ballpark, in fact, a very accurate number that I should mention again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca rolled into that as the severance pay calculator. And that was designed years ago to do exactly that, give you a number in about 30 seconds of what your severance actually should be. So you'll be armed with that if it ever comes down the pike that you lose your job and you're looking at two weeks per year, right? Back to uh, something we brought up last night during the uh, the Wednesday night show, and that is, can my employer do this, Lior? Because you get these calls and emails and correspondence all the time and there's you know a lengthy list i guess we could we could do several shows and all the questions people ask but you've narrowed it down to a a dozen or two that i want to get back into where we picked up and left off last night and the next one that comes to mind the list is can my employer make me come back to work contrary to what my doctor says my doctor's opinion this is certainly a, a very important question and a very common question that i get i get that uh asked often And for reasons that are unclear to me, employers get this wrong all the time. They really mess it up. 
So let's be clear here so that there's no misunderstanding. If you are unable to work, all you need is a doctor's note. And that doctor's note is the most important and the most powerful tool you can have in that situation because your doctor is the only one that can decide, number one, can you work or can you not, and for how long. So whether it's for a day or a month or a year or even longer, if you have the doctor's note saying you can't work, that's it. And your employer can't disagree with that. Your employer can't say, well, I need you to tell me what the medical condition is. Your employer also can't say, I need you to see another doctor or ignore the doctor's note and say, too bad, come into work anyway. All of those things that I've described could potentially be human rights violation. It could be a constructive dismissal. It's wrong and it's illegal. So no, your employer cannot make you go back to work contrary to what your doctors say, cannot let you go because of that. You have a right to be off work as long as you need to. Get that doctor's note. Any problems with that, any pushback you get from your employer, you know what to do. You give me a call. And right here and now works as well, 416-870-6400. Constantino, thanks for for popping by tonight. What's your question? Question is regarding uh, forced work on statutory holidays. Working in a manufacturing environment where we, for decades, never never were told we had to work statutory holidays. But within the last uh, three four years, we've basically been told that we have to work statutory holidays or book vacation, and uh, it's the law. So no, you're entitled to take statutory holidays off. Uh, obviously, you can agree to work during statutory holidays but you cannot be made to work. Uh, Obviously, if you do work, there's statutory holiday pay. So if you find that your employer is making you work, uh, one of the options you have, and this is, uh, for this particular thing, is a viable option, you can complain to the Ministry of Labor and they'll come in and say, "Uh, no, you can't do that. So something to keep in mind. I know a lot of employers do that, but no, not something they're allowed to do. Um. I actually called there uh, about a year ago, and I don't know if it was it was uh, someone who's not familiar with the law or not, but they said that they can, in fact, do it, and that in the past we were being given an additional benefit by them not forcing us to do it because it's a, a continental uh, shift environment. So, no, uh, well... Irrespective of this, I can tell you for sure that you're entitled to a, a paid uh, day off on a statutory holiday. You not can't be forced to work. A lot of people want to work. They may want to get the extra pay, but no, you cannot be forced. And if, if you do want me to give some pushback to your employer, happy to do that. Reach out to me after, uh, uh, after the show and we'll connect. We got a break here in a minute, Lior, but quickly a question. Constantino mentioned, you know, three or four years ago they started doing this. Is this something, one of those cases where, well, you've been doing it for three or four years, so now it's a term of your employment, or this is outside those boundaries? It's outside those boundaries because under the Employment Standards Act, they're, they're entitled to that paid time off. So, so right. you're, the employer can't say, well, now we've agreed to do something different than that. So, you know, with respect to statutory holiday, despite having done something for a while, Constantino and his colleagues, they are entitled to that day off. Uh, and, and they can enforce that. 
Constantino, appreciate the call. If you want to reach out any further as we get to a break here, I'll give you the contact information, one 821 5900 Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always, always go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca first if you want lots more information. We'll continue the Employment Law Show in our topic, Can My Employer Do This? Can My Employer Do That? There's a ton of these on the way, so stick around for those. We'll continue. This is the Employment Law Show. And welcome back to it. And if you're just realizing it, now it is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings, four nights a week, 6.30 to 7. You'll catch the Employment Law Show. Lior and the other lawyers in the firm doing all the heavy lifting, answering all of your questions on all these shows during the week. So you want to reach out uh, after the show, anytime something piques your interest, you could do so. Here's a couple different ways. one 821 5900 would be the phone number, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we always direct you first to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Tons of information there as well. We'll get back to our topic of can my uh, employer do this, Lior? Can my employer do that? But Corey, thank you for standing by. What would be your question tonight? Hi. Um, yeah, I got hired. I, I live in Georgetown on the other side of Brampton. I work in Vaughan, which is like about an hour, hour, 15 minute drive. My boss called me uh, numerous times to try to get me in there for an interview. Well, I went in for an interview. He offered me $2 more for driving in there, but he promised me that I would work on used cars so it, I would make more money instead of doing warranty work, which is paid less money because I'm a piecework, right? Um, because, and and this, two weeks later, I he didn't, he didn't let me work on used cars Two weeks later, he hired another gentleman to do the same thing. Um, I found a new job in the meantime, and I'm wondering, do I have to give this gentleman two weeks' notice? Well, did you ever sign an employment agreement saying you have to give two weeks' notice? No, I didn't. So, no, you, you don't have to. Nothing happens if you don't give that notice. The one thing I want you to keep in mind, first of all, how long did you work there for? I've only worked there for um, two months. Okay. So what you're describing, if you can actually show that there were these promises, in other words, not just your word against there, maybe there's something in writing, email, text, something that confirms that, you actually potentially could be owed some compensation by, by your current employer. Uh, but that's yeah, only if you can prove that those promises. There's text messages. He talked. I said no because he was so so far away. I called. I said no twice to him. He called. He called me back twice. I said no. Um, on a third time, he called back and he, he talked to my wife. And oh, he wow. said he promised my wife all these things. And my now, wife asked me to go to this. Now, interview. Corey, were you then recruited from another job? Were you working somewhere else? Did I recruit? Did I work for someone else at the time? Yeah, yeah. Did he recruit you from another job? No, he didn't. Okay. So even after two months, if you can show, as you apparently can, that those promises were made and broken, you could be owed a month or two pay, a month or two of severance beyond just you know the payment for the work that you've done. So it may be still worth it, uh, Corey, to give me a call off air. Yes, you can give. You can leave without notice if there's no employment agreement requiring you to give notice. So that's the kind of easy part. But you may actually be owed some compensation by this employer. So feel free to reach out to me. Let's have a chat and let's get to work if needed. 
Corey, appreciate your time. Got to move on. Here is how you do that. You'll probably want to uh, clear things up a little further. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. But here and now, 416-870-6400. Chris, you are up next. What is your question? And thank you for calling in. Hi. Uh, I was working for one company, and then I got recruited by a headhunter to go to another company. And uh, I was there for six months, and it was just complete hell on earth right from the start. At one point, I'm in the meeting with the owner and the controller, and we're going over some sort of document. Unfortunately, I misplaced it. It was regarding a small $400 transaction. And the next thing you know, I hear this, I hear this thud into the table. It's the controller, my direct uh, report. He's pounding his fists into the table, yelling at the top of his lungs, screaming at me, you're wasting my time, you're wasting the company's time. And uh, his eyes were bulging out of his head, and he was foaming at the mouth. Wow. My heart rate went through the roof. I thought he was going to jump across the table and attack me. So, and at that point, I'm not even sure what to do. You know what I mean? He went out for a walk. I sat there like an idiot. He came back, and then we finished the meeting, and I'm thinking, why the hell did I even sit there? You know, can I not walk the hell out of there? Well, listen, I mean, the question is not whether you can walk away. You can always walk away. The question is, is are you going to be owed something? Let me, let me rephrase. Can I walk away with severance from that company and severance from the previous company I worked at for three years because there was a headhunter in between? Yes. So you were recruited away. So that means that if you were now, if this is a constructive dismissal, in other words, if, if something has happened here that makes it difficult to continue working, that then you're owed severance and you're owed severance that also accounts for the three years you had with the previous company. Here's the right. thing, though. The thing mm -hmm. is you need to be able to, sh to show this harassment, this bullying, to prove it. Because keep in mind, your, your, your boss or, or his colleagues are not going to be on your side, right? They're not going to admit it. They're not going to say, yes, it happened. So, right. so you need to prove it. Uh, your word against theirs is not going to be that helpful. So one way to do that is... Uh, to stay there, to start documenting things that happen moving forward. You know, if there's another outburst, if there's an improper con conduct, to, to, to write it down or to even send a note to someone saying, you know, this is what happened today. So, so you create that record and you create that, that, that credibility. Uh, so that's the key. Whenever there's harassment and mistreatment, the, the question becomes, how do we prove it? If you can prove it, absolutely it's a constructive dismissal and you can walk away with severance accounting for the full three years plus uh, that we're talking about. Can I just record a meeting without them knowing it? You absolutely can. You can record a meeting uh, and uh, as long as you're part of the meeting, so you don't want to leave the recorder to record pe other people having a meeting. But if you're part of the meeting and you have a recorder in your coat pocket, not a problem. Any way that you can prove it and if you have that, that evidence, quote unquote, Absolutely. It's not even difficult to get you out of there with severance. So if you have that, happy to yeah. chat with you. Let's get to work. Absolutely can get you that, that compensation. So does that mean technically I could just walk around with a microphone all day? You can. <laughs> yeah. You can. As you long can, as right? you're recording something that you're part of, absolutely you can. There's nothing illegal about it. What's illegal is to record others that where you're not part of it so you leave a recorder hidden in the boardroom to record what people are saying about you that's illegal but if you're recording your conversation with someone no problem with that whatsoever fantastic i'm going to the spy shop right now <laughs>
<laughs> <That's a special. laughs> nice. boy. Good. Chris, appreciate the call. And for follow up and later on when you got some uh, some evidence, how about that? Uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821. Depending on how long ago that uh, that delightful little meeting that Chris had uh, with that his superior, could he could he send an email saying just to reiterate what happened the other day across the table? You did this, this, and this, or is there kind of a time limit on that? I don't no, think he said he, how long ago it happened, right? Exactly. Week, Certainly. You know. If it happened, uh, you know, six months ago, probably not a good idea. It doesn't make sense. But if it's happened within the last week or so, yeah, sure. Send an email even to that person or to someone else. Here's what happened. Didn't really appreciate it uh, and, and see what the response is. If he gets a response, what are you talking about? That never happened. Well, then it, it's not helpful. But if they don't respond or if they acknowledge it, then, yeah, he's in business. Absolutely. That's one way to prove what actually happened. Another question that you get all the time. Can my employer... How about this one? Let me go without any warning. This one shocks a lot of people. Yes, it shocks a lot of people because here's what people think. Well, I've done a good job. No one ever told me there's a problem. Uh, No one's ever raised any concerns, no warnings. I show up for a meeting one day and they said, we're letting you go. Well, that can't be right, except it is legal. It's wrong from an ethical standpoint and, and moral, maybe even from a business standpoint. But from a legal standpoint, it is legal as long as the company pays severance. So that is the key here. An employer can let you go at any time and pretty much for any reason, despite uh, there not being a good reason, but they have to pay you proper severance. Now you've heard the term, and I'm sure most people have wrongful dismissal. A wrongful dismissal really usually has nothing to do with why you were let go or the reason you were let go. A wrongful dismissal is a situation where you're let go and you're not paid your proper severance. Because of that, over 90% of people are actually wrongfully dismissed when they're let go. Chances are that regardless of why you were let go, how you were let go, you were wrongfully dismissed. Because most people are and you're probably offered a lot less severance than what you're owed. But yeah, you can't be let go without any warning but pay attention to that severance. You're owed a lot more likely than what you've been offered. Let's slide one more of these in here with the remaining minutes, and that would be can my employer, can they make me work overtime hours? So in most cases, an employer cannot make you work overtime hours, and you can say no. But here's the thing. If you signed an employment agreement that gives your employer the power to work overtime hours, then they can do that. So pay attention to that. If you've always agreed to work overtime hours, then arguably now they've inherited the right to be able to do that again. But if your employer now says, we've decided from now on you're going to work overtime hours, you absolutely can say yes, that you can't be punished for that. Uh, And the other thing to keep in mind is if you work overtime hours, even if you're on a salary, you have to get paid time and a half if you work more than 44 hours a week. So if you work it, even if, frankly, if you haven't been asked to work, but you had to work it to get it done, overtime has to be paid. If you're not, you know what to do. You call me. Happy to help. Even if you've been told not to, but you still had to do the overtime to get the job done, right? Absolutely. Your employer may say, I don't want you to work overtime, but you're working because you got to get the job done. As long as it's legitimate, then yes, your employer has to pay you time and a half for anything over 44 hours a week, even if you're on salary. 
That is it for a Thursday night. Thank you for your phone calls and correspondence. Here's how you get a hold of Lior now, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as we mentioned, loving this website, you will too. It's free, anonymous, called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Within that, you'll find the severance pay calculator. We'll catch you again on the weekend. More of the Employment Law Show.